0: Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 That's, that's where the video finishes, guys. That's the end of the video. There was no more. I, I wanted to show you guys more. I wanted to show you more, but that's where the video ended. And so we'll just, we're never going to know what happened to that second iguana. One of life's greatest mysteries. Am I right? Oh, are you guys feeling as stressed as I am watching that video? Oh, so good. I watched that with my little kids the other day, and I was sitting there, and they were like, Dad, I don't know if we should be watching this. Oh, the poor little iguana. That's the iguana's first glimpse of the world. The poor little thing. Wow, what a life, hey? The iguana's hatched. It comes out of the egg. He spends a bunch of time under the ground or whatever, on the sand, getting ready. He finally goes, all right, it's the day. Today's the day. We're going to make it for the high ground and we're going to live life over there up on the rock. And he builds up all his courage and he runs and then it was all for nothing. His short life, all for nothing. He's choked to death by snakes. Oh, what a waste. What a waste of a cute little iguana life. And the great mystery is what happens to the next one. What a waste. He dies for nothing. Now, I I put that, I wanted us to watch that video for a reason, there's a reason, because tonight, the thing that we're talking about is one of the most incredible things about Christianity, about the Bible's message. Tonight, we're talking about the intentional death of Jesus, the intentional death. Do you know what I mean by intentional? Intentional means to do something on purpose. Jesus died not like that poor little iguana. Jesus died on purpose. That's the reason He came. The verse that um, Morgan just read for us, Mark chapter 10 verse 45, said that the Son of Man came, not to be served, but to serve and to give His life. The whole reason Jesus came, was on purpose, was to die. Um, now, tonight we're, gonna, we're kind of continuing our series in the Doctrines of Grace, the Night Talks from FAT, where we thought about the teaching about how God saves sinners, not because of anything in us, but because of His sheer grace, His generosity to us. And one of the big things that I hope you guys learned at FAT was that the Doctrines of Grace teach us that it's God who saves sinners from first to last, from before eternity, before time began, before the foundation of the world, God would choose a people and in time would bring us to salvation and keep us firm until the end, for heaven, for all eternity. And tonight we're talking about the thing that's at the centre of it all, the thing that's right in the heart of that big plan of God, the intentional death of Jesus. So Jesus didn't die like the iguana did, the the iguana was doing everything it could to avoid dying. He was waiting for the right time and then the next guy, after watching him die, choked by the snakes, he was like, okay maybe I'll go this way instead. The iguanas were doing everything they could to avoid dying, Jesus was the opposite. He came for the purpose of dying, that was his mission, that was his plan and so, what was it that Jesus was trying to do? What was it that was Jesus' intention for His death? What did He have in mind as He came going, alright, I'm here to die? That's what we're going to wrestle with tonight and my hope is the same for this talk than it was for the other night, Talks at Fat. The hope for tonight is that you are taken deeper into the grace of God, to see again with fresh eyes the great generosity of God towards you, to know God's love for you, and the incredible depth of God's love for you. So why did Jesus die? Let's have a look together. And we're gonna spend all our time in Mark ten forty five. So here's the first thing to see from, from this verse. Hopefully you still got your Bible there. Why did Jesus die? Number one, Jesus died to be a ransom. Have a look at that verse with me again for even the Son of Man, this is Jesus talking, for even the Son of Man, which means the King of the Universe, that's Jesus' title for Himself, for even the King of the Universe, the Son of Man, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give His life as a ransom. Now, what is a ransom? It's similar to the word handsome, but Jesus didn't die to be handsome, no. Uh, A ransom is a payment to set someone free. Um, imagine if I, turns out that I actually had Tyrone and I held Tyrone hostage and I said, if you guys ever want to see Tyrone again in your life, you're going to give me $1,000 now. Well, that $1,000 would be the ransom that you would pay to get Tyrone free. What a a turbulent little life this rock has had, am I right? Um, That's a ransom payment. Jesus says that He died to be a ransom. And there's stacks of movies where there's a kidnapper and they've got someone hostage and there's a a ransom price that has to be paid. The Bible says here that Jesus died like that. He came to give His life as a ransom. Now, does that mean that we've been kidnapped by some baddie? Um, Well, no, no one's been kidnapped but what it is saying is that we, humanity, are in trouble and we are held captive by something that we need to be set free from, bought, as a rant, bought by a ransom price. And so, what are we captives to? Now, you may not feel like you're captive to anything, you may not feel like you, there's a kidnapper here over you, Or, whatever. but what are we captives to? Well, we're captives to a few things, but we are captive to God's right anger at sin. God is angry at humanity's sin, and He's going to punish us for our sin. And we are utterly powerless to escape from that reality, we're captives to it, it's coming for us, it's not good, well it is good, but it's not good for us, and we need to be set free from that. And there's only one solution, that a ransom price be paid so that we could be set free, and that's Jesus' death. Do you remember, um, if you are at Fat, do you remember the first talk, Total Sin? We started by asking the question, the first night of FAT, what is sin? And um, we started that way on FAT, that was the first question we asked, but we actually finished FAT with an epic illustration for what sin is. Do you guys remember the final game at FAT? And um, we were were sword fighting with pool noodles, and do do you remember what happened at the end of the game? We all turned on Chad. Do you remember this? Now, that is a great illustration for sin. Now, let me explain. Who is Chad? Who is Chad, really? Um, Chad was the game maker. He was the creator of the game. He was over us. He was the one who came up with the rules and said, if you want to be in the game, here's how you play. And we learned his rules. And then what did we decide to do in Chad's own game? We turned on him we rebelled against Chad. We said, no more of you, Chad, and we all simultaneously attacked him, turning on our game creator. Us, the pity little game players, turning on the creator of the game, Chad. That's sin. Now, what we did wasn't actually sinful, that was just fun. But that was a great picture for what humanity have done with God, and now to get serious. Sin is rebellion against our loving Creator, where we, the creatures, turn away from the Creator and say, I know that you've got rules, I know that you are good, but I want to live for me, not for you. That's what sin is. And we've rebelled against our Creator totally. And that was the rest of total sin. Everyone in the world has done this. We've all turned against God and every part of us is now twisted with sin against God and God, because God is good and not like a corrupt judge who just kind of lets evil things go free, because God is good, He's going to punish sin, punish sin eternally. But Jesus came as the solution to that. Jesus came to be the ransom to set us free from the just anger of God that we deserved, to buy us that freedom so that instead of us getting what we deserve, being punished, we get to go free, be set free and He gets punished in our place. This is why Jesus died, to be the ransom payment, to set us free from the just anger of God in our place. Now, does that mean that God's the big meanie, He's got us captive to this thing and Jesus is the nice one. Well, no, we are the ones who've rebelled against the good God. God is the good one here. And more than that, Jesus comes from God. He is God the Son, who together with God the Father has sought to save us. This is the love of God. Do you remember we had this key verse that kept coming up? And we need to keep hearing it again and again. Romans 5 verse 8, God demonstrates His own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's the love of God, that God in His compassion and His mercy towards us, His rebellious creatures, sends His Son, that His Son might die as a ransom under His wrath. This is the, the love of God for us and Jesus is the only one who can do this the Son of Man, the King of the Universe, the the perfect human who can die, because He's a man, the Son of Man, but the Son of God, God who would come and bear His own anger in our place. Why did Jesus die? To be a ransom, to be the payment, to free us from the wrath of God that we so rightly deserved. Now, if I can just apply this to us for a second... Are you someone who wants to be loved? Are you someone who wants to know that you are loved? And loved not just by anyone but loved by God, the God of the universe? Well, see what great love God has shown you, that while we were still sinners, while we were rebels to Him, Christ died for us, coming into the world in order to die, purposely going, okay, I'm going to be born so that I can go and die one day, so that I can be a ransom, to rescue sinners from the anger, from the thing that they actually deserve. What love we've been shown. So, there's the first thing, but there's one more thing that I want to show you, why Jesus died, that makes His death all the more awesome and deep. So, why did Jesus die? It's there again from Mark, ten forty-five. Jesus died as a ransom for his people. Let me let me ask you a question that you may have not thought about. It sounds like a funny one. You go, yeah, of course I've thought about it. But when you think deeper, I reckon you pro- maybe you haven't. See, who did Jesus die for? Who did Jesus die for? Have a look from in Mark ten forty-five. What's the answer from that verse? I've got it underlined, so it's kind of an easy answer. Who did He die for? For many. Jesus died for many, lots of people, right? Jesus died for lots of people to be saved. And your gut might be, who did Jesus die for? He died for the whole world. And that is totally true, He died for the whole world. One of the most famous verses in the Bible, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus did die for the whole world. So, if you believe in Him, if anyone here tonight starts believing in Jesus, you will have eternal life and will not perish. And so, I would urge you to do that and to trust Jesus to the end. But in another special way, Jesus was dying with His people in mind. The people who He knew God had chosen for all eternity. Now, let me show you this in a couple of passages, I've got a couple of verses that are going to come up up on the screen. I want to start with the Ephesians one, so the second verse down. So, Ephesians 5 verse 25, Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her. Who did Jesus give Himself up for? For the church, which is us, the people. John 10, the bottom one, John 10, a few verses here. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, who are the sheep? Us, those who believe in him. I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay my life down for the sheep. Now, the top one, this is um, speaking about Mary, his mother, when just right at the start when um, she's going to conceive. She, Mary, will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save who? Who's he going to save? His people from their sins. What I'm saying is that the death of Jesus was an intentional death, it was a plan. He came to do a particular thing, He died that His people might be saved, the ones God predestined from all eternity. And so, if you are a Christian, in some special way, Jesus died with you in mind. He died that you might be saved... He went to the cross intentionally, knowing that it's, it's only by me going to the cross that EV youth can be ransomed from the wrath of God. It's only by me going to the cross that Dan Ford can be forgiven of his sins. And so that's what I'm going to do, says Jesus. I'm going to come into the world, I'm going to take on a a humanity, I'm going to become a man, like a son of man, and I'm going to give my life over on a cross to buy back Dan and whoever puts their faith in me, to rescue them from God's judgment. See, Jesus' death is not like the iguana, who does everything he can to escape death and it's the worst thing that could possibly happen to him. Jesus came deliberately heading to the cross, provoking people, provoking the religious leaders so that they'd get upset with Him, so that they'd want to get Him murdered because He knew that on the cross He would ransom His people from the wrath of God, His sheep, His church, His bride. And so though He who is rich, remember this, rich in His godness, in His eternal Son of Godness, He becomes poor, taking on humanity that He might die under the wrath of God to ransom His people. Even though He was the King of the universe, when He comes into the world, He comes into the world to be the Son of Man, the man who is the one who perfectly obeys God and is exalted by God, to be the reigning supreme King, the Son of Man and yet the King of the universe comes to serve, to die. You know, tomorrow is the coronation of King Charles, where, you know, they'll put the crown on him and he'll kind of officially be the king. Well, he becomes the king of England and England, and I guess all of we, we become his loyal subjects, you know, and traditionally it would be we, okay, now we serve the king. Jesus came doing the opposite, came as the Son of Man, not just the King of England but the King of the Universe and He comes to serve, to die in our place. Guys, what grace we've been shown, what love you've been shown. Do you want to know love? Do you want to be loved? And do you want to have security in your life to know that I, I know that no matter what happens in life, that God loves me and I'm safe in His hands? Well, whoever puts their faith in the Son, whoever believes in Him, shall not perish but have eternal life. Because He ransomed us so that we can be set free, we can escape the wrath of God. Uh, To say quickly, and then I'm going to finish, uh, I want to urge you that if you're a Christian, see what love and grace you've been shown by God. That the Son of Man, in some special way, had you in mind on the cross. And so, if you're a Christian, I want you to say this quietly in your heart, Jesus died for me, Dan Ford, but your name, not my name. You say that quietly in your heart, Jesus died for me. What love you've been shown. There's a part in uh, Galatians where the Apostle Paul says, um, I now live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And Paul, he knew so personally that Jesus had loved him personally and gave himself personally for him and so he now lives trusting this Jesus who has been shown him such grace. And so see what love you've been shown and secondly, See what security you have as a Christian. We are not like that second iguana. Can I tell you the good news? The second iguana makes it. He made it to the top of the rock. <laughs> we are not like those other iguanas though, scrambling around, trying to get on safe ground with God. We are safe before God, because Jesus died for us. If we could insert Jesus into that video as an iguana... He would be the iguana who is the diversion, who, who says, snakes, come at me and gets taken down by the snakes, choked to death by the snakes, our sin, so that we could be free. And so we, we walk out on safe ground, there's no snakes about and we're safe with God forever. I'm mixing metaphors very badly right now. <laughs> but see what security you have in Jesus. Jesus died in your place So that you know God is not angry at your sin, Jesus paid for it, God loves you. And we now walk freely through the dunes, confident and heaven-bound citizens of the Kingdom, what love and security we have as Christians. Guys, I'm going to pray, I'm going to invite the band up as I pray and I've got one last little thing to say to you quickly, let's pray together. Oh Father God, what love we have been shown by Jesus, By you, that though He's the Son of Man, the King of the universe, who deserves all worship, to be served forever, to be honoured and praised, yet He came, not to be served but to serve, to give His life in our place, dying for many, that His people might be set free from the right anger we deserve, that we might know you, might live as citizens of the Kingdom, might know your great love and the security of being yours forever. Help us always to trust in Jesus, our great Saviour who has so loved us, and bring many more to know the love of Jesus, that they might know what it means to be loved, to live life as one loved and secure in your hands. Amen. Amen. One last little thing before we sing. Uh, If you're a Christian, you should be baptised. Jesus said that... uh, if you, uh, if you believe in Him, then baptism is the symbol that says you are one of His people. Baptism is a symbol where you go down in the water and like water washes you when you take a shower, you come up and are washed clean of your sins and are one of God's people. So, if you're a Christian, be baptised. And so, can I encourage you to get to the baptism class on, at 2pm down at the Haven on Sunday... And I'd love to see you there in a couple of weeks celebrating the life that God has brought to many of us uh, through the week of fat. Over you guys, let's sing and rejoice together. Well, let's stand, let's sing, let's sing.